brilliant word last week from Pastor Andy. How um, he spoke how Jesus is far above all things, far above all things, and um, I want to speak about Jesus today. It's always good, isn't it? I mean, um, Jesus did some pretty amazing stuff. He did some incredible transforming stuff on earth. Miracles, wonders. He's teaching the way he lived. Raising people from the dead, making the blind see, the lame walk. Miracles. Water into wine. Feeding of the 5,000. He died on a cross. Took on all our sin. And he has made us right with God. We can have a relationship with God. Jesus is very much the way. He is very much the truth. He is very much the life. And um, a few days ago marked the ascension of Jesus. Just when you think Jesus has done some incredible stuff, what a way to leave earth <laughs> as he's just being lifted from the ground. I mean, what a sight that must have been for the disciples. And um, Jesus is very much alive, and he, he showed how he conquered death. He showed his resurrection. He, he showed himself to many um, for around about 40 days after um, his resurrection. And um, I just want to share just a comforting thing this morning. Earlier this week, um, an amazing guy, an amazing pastor, theologian, Tim Keller, went to be with the Lord. Um, and uh, a lot of pastors around um, the world will, will know Tim Keller, learn a lot from him, just an amazing guy. Um, but I, was, uh, I came across um, a few things from him earlier this week, and he said if, um, if Jesus Christ was actually raised from the dead, if Jesus actually got up, if he walked and talked with people after being put um, to death on a cross, um, he said, then everything is going to be okay. I was like, that's comforting, isn't it? And, and basically, whatever you're worried about today, everything is going to be okay. Because Jesus has died for you. Everything's going to be okay. Um, and that's all we need to know. <laughs> we can get caught up in lots of different things, can't we, in the ways of living. Um, and I don't know everything what is going on in your life at the moment. Um, you, might have, you might be needing some healing this morning. You might be wanting a miracle. You might be wanting a breakthrough. Um, but I just want to speak just those, those words. Don't be worried. Everything's going to be okay because Jesus died for you. And we have a wonderful hope today. We have a living hope today. And um, death is not the end. The world thinks death is the end. But as we follow Jesus, we know death is not the end. We know we have life with him forever. Jesus ascended into heaven. What an image that must have been. When Luke 24, verse 50, just a few verses. When he had led them, his followers, out to the vicinity of Bethany, he lifted up his hands and blessed them. While he was blessing them, he left them and was taken up into heaven. Then they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem 
with great joy. And they stayed continually at the temple, praising God. What a journey these guys have been on. The disciples, I've got a noise beeping at me up here. I don't know what it is, but it's distracting me. <laughs> um, what a journey these disciples must have been on. Um, being followers of Jesus, uh, seeing him do amazing things every day, spending time with Jesus every day um, for about three years. And then, and then the time has come, you know, Jesus has now been betrayed, he's been mocked, he's been beaten, he's been put to death on a cross. They've just been through a traumatic time. Understandably, they're, they're in it. And even though Jesus said time and time again, I must die, they still hadn't understood it. <laughs> um, they still hadn't really got it. Um, and, you know, as during the time of the crucifixion of, of Jesus, we hear in Scripture that they scattered. They ran away. Understandably, they were worried, and they didn't want to be known as followers of Jesus. There were people after them and things like that. And um, they were just caught up in, in all of that. Um, they'd been through a traumatic time. And, and even when Jesus was raised back to life, they still couldn't believe it. In Luke 24, 11, they did not believe what the women were saying because their words seemed to them like nonsense. The disciples, they, they had a struggle to understand it all. They even had a struggle to believe it all. And, and that can, we can relate to that. We don't understand it all. And sometimes we find it hard to believe it all, don't we? Um, but they stayed there, and they stayed a journey with Jesus. And I, I just wondered if it was in these final moments before Jesus is gone into heaven that they actually got it. They actually understood who they really were. They, they knew who they belonged to. They found their purpose. They knew that this was really the Messiah. I have been saved. I now have a living hope. They returned to Jerusalem with great joy. I wonder if it was those moments in the ascension as they see Jesus being lifted up into the sky that they actually got it. I know why he had to come. I know what he's done for me. I know what I have to do now. And uh, what a final image that is and, um, of Jesus going into, into heaven. And I want us to know today that the ascension of Jesus Christ is not only significant to the, to the disciples back then today, but the ascension of Jesus Christ is very significant to us today. It is very much important for us to, today. And I want to just get into a few things on how we can live out the ascension of Christ in our lives right now today. Very simple points. I like to keep it simple. Is that all right? <laughs> if you want any deep theology, go and speak to Pastor Andy. Um, but how can we live out the ascension of Jesus Christ today? Firstly, lift him high. Simple, isn't it? Lift him high. The followers worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy. They stayed continually at the temple praising God. The ascension of Jesus Christ means that we are to lift him high. He is being lifted high. They see him being lifted high into the heavens. Question is, are we lifting him high in our lives today? It's true that Christ is far above everything. He is the King of kings. He is the Lord of lords. He is the name above every other name. There is no other name that is greater than Jesus. His name is above every other name. But the challenge is, I put to us today is this. Are we allowing Jesus to reign over our life? We are called to live in a way which demonstrates that the Lord is far above 
all things. Are we living a, live in a way where Jesus is becoming greater and we are becoming less, as it says in John 3.30? And I know I'm preaching to myself this morning because there are times where Jesus has not been higher than me. There are times where I can put myself higher than Jesus, times when like, I've leaned on my own understanding rather than putting my trust in him. There are times when I've been worried about the problems rather than trusting in his promises. Times when I spend more time on the screen rather than his word. Moments of spending time planning rather than praying. Moments of holding on to hurt, bitterness rather than demonstrating love and kindness. Times of looking to get praise rather than to give praise. You know, moments of just taking all the things for granted rather than giving him a heart of thankfulness. Moments where I'm bothered about what others think rather than, rather than bothered about what, others th- what, what he thinks about me. You know, even without meaning to at times, we can easily end up putting ourselves higher than Jesus. We can do that easily. And if we, have, if we find ourselves fo- so focused on us rather than on him, we can easily begin to lose who we are. Jesus says, if you are to follow me, you must give up your own way of living. You must deny yourself. You must put to death your own cravings and desires. And some of you might be thinking, but why? You know, why, why should I put Jesus high in my life? Nothing much is going for me. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. I'm stressed. Everything seems to be going against me. I feel lost, deflated. I'm not winning at life at the moment, I just feel incomplete. Why should I give up my own way of living? Why should I put my own cravings and desires to death? Why should Jesus be higher than me? I remind us all this morning that Jesus has saved your life. That's why he must be higher than anything else. While Jesus was coming to his last breath on the cross, he shouts out these three incredible, powerful, transforming words. It is finished. It is finished. Why did Jesus ascend? Because he did what he came to do. His mission was finished, complete. There is nothing more that Jesus needs to do for us. He has done it all. He has taken our sin on himself. He has made a way for us to be in relationship with the Father. We have been righteous through his blood that was spilled on the cross. He himself bore our sins in his body on the cross, so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. By his wounds, we have been healed. Worthy is the lamb that was slain. Jesus is very much our way maker. He has done it all. He is the way, the truth, and the life. So he deserves to be lifted high in everything that we do. The good news for us is that Jesus has died for us. The challenging news for us is that in the same way Jesus has died for us, we are to put to death our own cravings, our own desires. And that is how we lift him high. That is how we lift him high in our life. It's saying no to what the world offers and saying yes to what the kingdom offers. The world offers you to follow whoever you want to follow. But Jesus says, follow me. The world offers you to be whoever you want to be. But God says you are a child of God. The world can pressure us to be successful, but God offers us a simple, wonderful relationship with him. The world thinks that death is the end, but Jesus offers us everlasting 
life. We can get up on trying to build our life through what the world offers, that we then lose focus on the beautiful kingdom. See, if we try to build our life on our own, we'll not get to the finish line. We'll never get to where we want to be. We are always searching for more. We always want more, more pleasures, more glory. Jim Carrey recently said, I think everybody should get rich and famous and do everything they even dreamed of so that they can see that's not the answer. Without him, we are incomplete. We are unfinished. He is the only one that says it is finished. He is the only one who really completes us, Jesus Christ. And maybe some of us this morning feel you feel a bit unfinished. You're feeling incomplete, lacking something. Something is missing. But hear and receive the word of the Lord. Be confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. And I pray this morning that the glory of God will start to come and fill you again. And may the ascension of Christ come and lift you again. Arise, shine, for your light has come. And the glory of the Lord rises upon you. Tim Keller, another quote for him, said that Christianity is different. It doesn't leave you to face death on your own by holding up your life record and hoping it will suffice. Instead, it gives you a champion who has defeated death, who pardons you and covers you with his love. Amen. So good. Can we live a life today? of it being more about him rather than being more about us. He must become greater. We must become less. He is lifted high. So he is to be lifted high in everything that we do. So I encourage you this morning, lift him high in your week. Start by talking to him. Start by seeking his word. Demonstrate love and kindness. We can, get, we can um, be hurt we can be betrayed. Jesus was hurt. Jesus was betrayed. We can get mocked. We can get beaten. Jesus was mocked. Jesus was beaten. But we are called to be more like him. And the more we're more like him, the more we find out who we really are. We are a child of God. We are called. We are chosen. And we have a wonderful plan and purpose for our life. Jesus is lifted high, so let's lift him high. How can we live out the ascension of Jesus today? Secondly, seek his presence. Jesus said to his followers, I'm going to send you what my father has promised, but stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. In Acts 1, it says, do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized you with water, but in a few days, you'll be baptized with the Holy Spirit. He goes on to say, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. Wow. Seek his presence. Seek his presence. Whatever you do, do not give up seeking the presence of Jesus. See, even though the disciples saw Jesus physically being lifted up into the sky, even though the physical presence of Jesus was no longer with them, they still did not give up seeking after him. They did what he commanded. They waited. And I love how they waited. They waited expectantly through being in constant prayer together. Acts 1.14, they all joined together constantly in prayer 
along with the women, and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. The disciples wanted to keep going with the relationship with Jesus. They remembered what their life was like without him. They saw how their life changed with him, and they did not give up pursuing him. They began to live out the ascension of Christ by seeking his presence together. So I encourage us this morning, be clothed with power from on high as you seek his presence. There is a gift, a wonderful gift for you. Just when the disciples have thought that our journey with Jesus is all over, it was very much the beginning. It was only just the start. There is so much more to come because God is the God of so much more. Seek the gift of the Holy Spirit. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open. Jesus had to ascend in order for the Spirit to descend in us. John 16, 7, very truly I tell you, it is for your good that I am going away. Unless I go away, the advocate will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. Another quote from Dane Ortland, who wrote this wonderful book, Gentle and Lowly, just unpacking the heart of Jesus, says that the Spirit makes the heart of Christ real to us. Not just heard, but seen. Not just seen, but felt. Not just felt, but enjoyed. The Spirit takes what we read in the Bible and believe on paper about Jesus' heart and moves it from theory to reality, from doctrine to experience. The gift of the Holy Spirit reveals the ascended Jesus Christ into our hearts. So seek his presence. Seek this wonderful gift. It's not all about what we do. It's all about who we are with. Who we are with. Do not give up talking to Jesus. Do not give up worshiping Jesus. Do not give up praying. The Bible refers to our prayers as a sweet smell of incense. Psalm 142 verse 2. May my prayer, David says, be set before you like incense. May the lifting of my hands be like the evening sacrifice. See this Uh, Word incense comes from the Latin word meaning to burn. It is a mixture of spices that produces a perfume when burned. And in the Old Testament, God gave Moses instructions for incense offerings. Every morning and evening, incense was offered to the Lord. That's why we sing that song today, day and night, night and day, let incense arise. A continuing of praise, of offering, of adoration to the Lord. And just as incense was always burning, we should always be praying. Just like the disciples were doing after the ascension of Christ, constantly in prayer. And I can imagine that upper room being filled with a wonderful incense as they joined together. As the burning of prayers were lifted day after day after day, suddenly, suddenly, there was a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven, which filled the whole house where they were sitting They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them, all of them in the upper room, all of them who were praying day after day after day were filled with the Holy Spirit. Day and night, night and day, let incense arise. Let incense arise. See, Craig Rochelle has recently said that, unpacking some thoughts on Daniel, that three times a day Daniel prayed, day after day, week after week, month after month, Daniel consistently worshipped God. Why is it that we often lack faith? Why is it that our relationship with God often seems inconsistent? It's because Daniel prayed 
consistently and we pray occasionally. It's not what we do occasionally that makes the difference. It's what we do consistently that makes the difference. Are we praying occasionally at the moment or are we praying consistently at the moment? If you're not filled with the Spirit of God, if you're feeling empty, if you feel like you're lacking something, if you feel unfinished, then maybe it's because we're not praying. We need to keep on praying. We need to keep on seeking the Lord. If we are singing these songs of worship, we can't be just going after the experience of just feelings. We've got to be chasing after him of who he is. Let faith arise in your life. Let hope arise in your life. Do not give up praying. He is always there. He is faithful. We're the ones who have been unfaithful, who have gone away, who have gone astray, who have been tempted and following the ways of the world. But do not give up praying. Do not give up seeking after the presence of Jesus. That is how we live out the ascension of Jesus in our lives. We lift him high in everything that we do. And we continue to seek his presence. Do not give up praying. Finally, how can we live out the ascension of Jesus Christ today? We get ready for his return. Jesus is coming back. Well, I got a few amens. Jesus is coming back. It says, he says that he is coming back. The disciples were looking intently up into the sky as he was going, when suddenly two men dressed in white stood beside them. Men of Galilee, they said, why do you stand here looking into the sky? This same Jesus who has been taken from you into heaven will come back in the same way you have seen him go into heaven. See, we do not know when Christ will return. Matthew 24, 36, nobody knows the day or the hour. Only the Father knows. And Jesus does speak signs of his return in Matthew 24. People start to claim that they are the Christ. Nations rise against nations, kingdoms against kingdoms. Many will turn away from their faith. Many will hate each other. There will be many false prophets. There will be an increase of wickedness. Now, the challenge for us today is that these signs could connect with various times in human history and even to the present day we are in right now. Even the early church, they even thought that Jesus was coming back to rescue them from the oppression of Rome. But if we're not careful, I'm not saying do not talk about when Jesus might come back. It's good to have a discussion. But the truth is we do, we do not know. Um, we can, but if we're not careful, we can get caught up in the different theories on how all of this will look like, so much so that we are missing out on what God is doing right now, today. The Bible tells us, do not obsess about these events and the timings, but take comfort and hope that Jesus will return and he will make all things new. Jesus is coming again to wipe every tear. There will be no more death. There will be no more crying or pain, for the, older, for the old order of things has passed away. All we need to know is that we need to be ready because Jesus is coming back. Revelation 22, 20, yes, I am coming soon. And that is all we need to be ready for. Jesus preached, repent of your sins and turn to God for the kingdom of God is near. For us today, we have a taste of the kingdom of God. As Romans 14, 17 says, the kingdom of God is not a matter of drinking and eating, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. And we can access this kingdom by seeking his presence but the kingdom of God is soon to come in all of its fullness. 
We have taste of it right now, but it is to come in all of its fullness. So let's get ready. Let's live out the mission. Those very words he said just before he ascended, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teach them to obey everything I have, com- I have commanded. The greatest story of all needs to be heard today. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. I'm going to ask the team to come. The ascension of Jesus Christ is very much relevant for us today. He was lifted high into the sky. So let him be lifted high in your life today. He completed the mission. He fulfilled what he had to do. He said those words, it is finished. He has saved our life. So he deserves to be lifted high. Let's seek this wonderful gift of the Holy Spirit. Seek in his presence. You will be clothed with power from on high. Do not give up praying. Do not give up praying together. We have prayer meetings in the week. Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays. Do not give up praying. And let's get ready for his return. Jesus is coming back. And we don't know when. It could be tomorrow. Are we living in a way that he could be coming tomorrow? Are we living in a way that he could be coming in the next hour? We do not know when he's returning, but we've got to be ready. Can we give our all for him right now in the days that we are living? Giving our all for him because he has given his his all for us. We are to lift him high, and we want to do that together right now. I want to encourage us all just in these final few moments as we just worship, and the team are going to lead us in worship. They're going to sing this song, um, You Are Worthy of It All. And it says those, those words, day and night, night and day, let incense arise. And you might be thinking over the past few weeks we've been singing this song, but what does that even mean, let incense arise? It's us. It's us. We need to keep praying keep on lifting his name high keep on living a way of lifting his name high let's put to death our ways of living in the world and come to life our ways of living for the kingdom let's lift him high let's seek his presence some of you this morning might be thinking i feel a bit empty i I don't feel like God is in me. I don't think God is there with me. But I encourage you right now in these few moments, give your absolute everything to him because he wants to fill you with power from on high. We don't have to wait to Pentecost Sunday to be filled with the Holy Spirit. We can be filled with the Holy Spirit right now this morning. It's just keep on seeking him together. And, and we've got to get ready. We're living in a way, living for Jesus to come to earth right now. Be ready. Consecrate yourselves for tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you. Be ready. Be ready for Jesus to to come. Be ready for Jesus to come and work in your life. And so right now I invite the Holy Spirit to come and rest on every single person right now. Jesus, you deserve all of our praise. You deserve all of of your glory. All our praise goes to you and you alone. And in these moments, we join together as your church, as your family, and we are to lift your name high.
and we're going to seek your presence and we're going to live out in a way that you are coming back. And I don't want to take over right now, God. I want you to take over. I want you to speak right now, Jesus. I'm just going to welcome you in this place and do what only you have to do. You know every heart, you know every every mind, you know what's going on. So I say, Lord Jesus, come and fill this place. Come and do what only you have to do this morning. It's not about what I'm saying. It's all about, it's all about what you're saying this morning, God. Come and speak right now, Jesus Christ. You are worthy of it all.